So where should you get your podcast music from? Two suggestions on today's episode. So music might be my favorite. I love the fact that you can completely enhance a scene. Like take a scene from a level 10 and just crank it to a level like 100 when using the right music. That's maybe a bit of exaggeration, but you can add a lot of really great bonus points. I love the fact that it can influence your emotions. Like when you're in a bad mood, you can decide to listen to like Tool or something and you'll stay in a bad mood and you'll maybe even kind of feel good about your bad mood. Or on the flip side, you're in a good mood and you decide to listen to like Don't Worry, Be Happy. Or you're in a bad mood and you decide don't listen, to listen to Don't Worry, Be Happy and all of a sudden you're in a good mood. Like, <laughs> music can do all those things. It's so exciting. I had a blast choosing the music for this show. Uh, I talked about it on another episode, but it's so much fun. Like, it's exactly what I want it to be. I'm really, really happy with how it turned out. And I'm in the process of, I mean, by this, by the time you hear this episode, it's likely going to be live. But we're rebranding my personal show, and so now I'm gearing up to choose some new music for it. And I'm going to play around. I got some ideas of what I want to do, and hopefully it'll have its own own vibe. I've had great music so far I've been able to team up so with some really cool artists uh, up until this point, and so hopefully the next iteration of this uh, will not disappoint. But it's important to talk about where do you actually get music from? Like, so where is it safe to get music? I see this talked about all the time, and I, and I said this on a separate episode, but just don't, first of all, like rule of thumb, don't use music you do not have explicit rights to or permission to use. It doesn't matter if it's under two seconds or 28 seconds or 13.75 seconds. I don't care. I'm not a lawyer, but I'm just warning you in advance. Don't use music that you do not have permission to use. So instead, one option, now there's a lot of options. There's lots of different ways to do it. I can tell you, let me actually back up a second. We, the very first show I ever did was back in 2012. And there was this check by um, Ronald Jenkins. Jenkins? Jenkins. I, I think it's Jenkins that I reached out to him because it was great. And we said, Hey, what it, I'm doing this. I have a board game podcast. We're not making any money on it or anything. We're just using it to teach people kind of as a marketing move. Would it be okay if we used your music, these two particular songs for our podcast? And he reached out back and he's like, yeah, that's awesome. Go for it. And so we were able to do it. And it was that simple. Uh, similarly, one of my shows, I think it was my, one of my personal shows for a while, uh, it was the artist bureaucratic and reached out to him and I said, Hey, love your music. I'd really like to use this track for this particular thing. Um, it makes a difference. Like if you're making money off it, you're obviously going to want to like pay them or compensate the artist, but it's really up to them if you're not, if it's just a matter of exposure and, and it's worth it to them. Like they have the choice to decide what they want to do with their own track, but he hadn't given me permission. Cool guy. Another one, uh, very similarly, and even on the old version of podcast bites. So before we started re redoing and rebranding podcast bites, I used to use music from Inif. Um, this is an artist. He's based out of Holland, the country and great music, really good stuff that I enjoy a lot. Fits kind of my style and my flavor and reached out to him and ended up building a relationship with him um, afterwards. And so he's worked on other things for us. Uh, but th those are all ways. But what I want to really talk about, to, so you can talk to people directly. Okay. So that, that is a possibility. 
Um, it still gets a little dicey, I will say, because there's situations where like if you don't have the explicit proper rights to something and say you take your podcast and put it on YouTube, and especially if you're trying to make money off it, like if it's monetized, you can get copy struck right away or just like get all of your revenue claimed. I'm not a YouTube expert, but I've just seen it happen with different creators that I follow um, where situations like they'll literally play like a couple seconds or just not long at all of a track that they don't have explicit rights to or even like is however you clarify it in the YouTube system that you have the rights to use it and then somebody claims it and they lose all the money. They lose all the monetization on that video. It's it's kind of a problem in certain ways. So one more legitimate way than just reaching out to people would be use a Creative Commons service. Um, this is a platform that basically has a giant library of artists who, based on their agreements, you get rights by paying for the service, you get rights to be able to use whatever track you want to um, in a fashion that they kind of deem acceptable on their user agreement. So the two that we use, I use two, and that might be overkill at this point, but I, I just love music so much and have the, the desire to have a big variety to be able to choose from. So we're using two services at this point um, as a company, and this comes in handy so often with the projects that we're doing and the work that we're creating for our clients. The first one is Artlist.io, so Artlist.io. The second one is a little more popular in my opinion, you may have heard about it. It's Epidemic Sound. So, like I said, it's probably not necessary that we have both, but I each library kind of has its own personality. To clarify, both of them have really thousands of songs to choose from. There is no shortage of songs. Like, there's no way that you wouldn't be able to find something that works for whatever your purpose is. The other really cool thing, and I haven't gotten into this too much, but there's sound effects. So you have tons of sound effects available as well. Now, at the time of this recording, Artlist.io currently costs a little less. Um, I don't know the overall total. I'd have to go back and do the math, and I'm not about to do that right now. So <laughs> you could do the math. But it is a little less. And it seems to have, uh, in my opinion, hopefully this makes sense, but it seems to have a more or a better cinema feeling selection. There's lots of builds uh, kind of drama or dramatic folk and feel-good music. Like that tends to be more of at least what I'm looking around for when I'm on that site. Just all of it feels kind of cinematic to me um, in terms of maybe where more of the strength lies. Now, one thing that's worth noting, at again, at the time of this recording, things could change, but at the time of this recording, they do not currently offer stems. Now, what a stem is, is it's a piece of a song. So let's say you have a, a three-piece band, a guitar, a bass player, and a drummer, and they're doing an instrumental. Um, it's just the instruments. With a stem, if a stem is provided, you're able to grab just the bass track or just the guitar track. And this comes in handy, actually really handy, for when you start crafting more complicated shows. Or let's say, for example, like you use the full track for the intro, but you have an ad read later in the show. You could pull out just the bass track. So it's thematically on point, but it has a different kind of connotation to it, a different feel. And the audience knows like this fits in this world, but something different is going on. It's not 
an it's not a uh, audio cue or a mental cue for me to go oh it's starting or it's ending it's something different so stems become really fun in that way to work with um, and so unfortunately that's one downfall of our list is that it doesn't currently have them uh, again at the time of this recording now epidemic sound on the other hand is a little more expensive uh, it does offer stems which is super fun and I would say, again, take this really anecdotally, but the way that I'm using it, it seems to lean heavier on modern music, on beats, and on similar genres of those two things, kind of like the hip-hop, lo-fi, like some of that type of feel. It's not, fortunately, it doesn't feel overdone. Um, sometimes that those types of tracks can be done poorly or really predictably, uh, but most of the artists on there are, are solid and they give you a good variety of those styles. If you had to back me into a corner, uh, if you if you did the whole like rabid animal push Jeff into a corner thing um, and I had to choose if I could only go with one, honestly, I'd probably go with Epidemic Sound. I think it might fall short for some of our clients' projects, but I know for all of my own projects, it definitely contains what I personally would need. So it's really a preference thing, but to recap, Artlist.io and Epidemic Sound are the two that I use. There's more than likely more out there. Um, there's definitely other like free sources that have limited um, tracks that you can use, but those tend to get over overused and overchosen because they're free. Um, so if you have it in the budget, I really recommend check out either one of those services. I've used them for, I've used Epidemic Sound for probably about a year. I've used Art, Art List for probably three-ish years now, and I've been really happy with both of them. On the next episode, I am going to continue this conversation about music because I just love it so much, and I'm going to give you three tips for choosing music for your show. <laughs>